Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers and advice from industry experts. Together, we're gonna work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Hey friends, and welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I am indeed your host, Wendy Batten, and I'm here post-travel with a bit of a frog in my throat, so bear with me, my friends. Um, I really wanted to talk to you today. I'm so glad that you're here, and we're going to talk a little bit about Disney and my uh, recent trip to Disney World. And I was there for a conference. Um, Some of you have been listening for a while. You might know I was there for a conference. Uh, It was a women's leadership conference, which was really um, uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable. (laughs) That That sounds like I didn't know how to be a woman leader. But honestly, it was just not a normal conference for me. And it was... um, fun. It was a really good time. However, I took a few days before and after my trip to just enjoy being at Disney World by myself. I was solo. Uh, My family didn't come with me. There's nobody with me. My husband stayed home. And I had the opportunity to uh, chat with some people at Disney. And actually during the conference, we had leaders and executives there from Disney as well. And I am curious and an observer and I like to spend a lot of time watching what's going on. So it was really a great opportunity for me to observe how and what new things Disney were doing. Um, Been there many times before, but it was interesting. So I wanted to have a little chat today about how we can recreate not the Disney magic, but maybe the Disney, like how are they pulling people's pocketbook out right like how are they getting people so easily to hand over money uh and we know that there's a lot of things um there's a lot of things that they do right obviously but how does disney specifically um get people to open their wallets i really wanted to chat about that and i also had the opportunity to speak with some Disney executives and Disney staff, like people behind the counter, like the the real humans selling the real things. And I had some pretty good candid conversations with people. So I wanted to share a little bit about um, what's being said, what the economy is like from there. They're kind of like the litmus test a little bit for, or the canary in the coal mine, if you want to say, um, for what's happening in the world, uh, even though it's a little bit <laughs> fake at Disney. Um, you know, and again, when I'm traveling alone or when I'm alone, I'm always paying attention. I'm a terrible person to travel with, by the way, because I'm always looking at customer experience and what's happening and how people are doing things. So I was able to take a lot of notes. And, you know, I think we all know that Disney has a lot and do a lot of things right. And one of the Disney quotes that we hear is do a good job and you don't have to worry about money. So that's a Walt Disney saying. And I think, okay, well, that's great. Do a good job and you don't have to worry about money. But what does that specifically mean? What does doing a good job mean? I, you know, I know what it means to Disney. They have a lot of things that they do well, but what could that mean for us? And what it is, is strategy around the way they do good things. And um, I wanted to talk to you specifically about that as an independent retail 
owner. So as a shop owner, as an independent shop owner, what can we do well to get that same sort of Disney um, cash flow? <laughs> Maybe not the full-fledged Disney cash flow, but it's safe to say that Disney uh, customer service and customer experience is key. We all know that. And I bet you're doing a lot of those things right already, right? Like you feel like, well, you know, we are doing a good job with that. And we have done so many podcasts on that. We've um, how to greet a customer, you know, how to level up your systems. We had Shep Hyken on. I have a podcast on creating amazing experiences, how to become another one that's about how to become a destination spot, how to do feel good marketing your way. So we know Disney does all of that right, right? <laughs> but what do they do to get people to open their wallets? So I wanted to specifically chat with you about that. So they do, they are very consistent as well too, even though they offer this, you know, this service and the consistency is really important. And we've, again, chatted about that on the podcast before. If you're new around here, you got a lot of catching up to do, but you know that consistency is important. You want people to walk in your shop and say, it always feels good in here. It always smells good in here. It's always good service. They always have my favorite thing, right? So Disney does that well, right? You go to Disney World or Disney, you know, I was in Disney World in Florida. Um, you go to Disney World, they do that right. They always, you know, they're always smiling. It's always clean. It's always friendly. There's, you know, things that we say about Disney, right? It's always a good experience. The atmosphere, the feeling, you know, um, what they do well, and I hope that you do this as well too, is also they personalize a lot of things. They make people feel seen. You know, they're waving to every single human that walks out of that park. It's amazing. When you watch all these little details and we all know there's lots of things we can learn from Disney in that way but again what is the strategy that we can use to get people to pull out their wallet and make it like the way people do there it's incredible I mean even myself I was laughing because you know I was you just get kind of caught up in it right and you're buying so how can we recreate and what is it that this, they're doing at Disney that we can recreate so one of the things I want to give you a few steps. So one of the things that I notice every time I've been there over the years is that they keep it fresh and new, right? They keep things exciting. They make you like covet and want and have FOMO over or need to come back. Because really, if you think about it, how do they get people to go generation after generation, which is what happened actually myself. I've been there with my kids. I went alone with my um, friends. My husband and I have been there with other friends as adults. I've been down on other conferences and then scooted over there to Disney. And then, of course, this trip I was staying at on property at Disney but I actually spent a day in the park um, by myself I actually went over by myself because I wanted to just experience a lot of a lot of the business side of it like a real dork but I did go over but they keep it fresh and new they had new things happening it's their 50th anniversary this year they have limited editions this and that and the other thing so what can we do we can have you know collectors items we can have limited edition pieces for the holidays or the seasonal things um, you know they have very excited staff about these new limited things that are happening so how can we keep our staff excited they have merchandising moving around all the time they might have similar merchandising but when I was there this trip I noticed I went I went specifically into um, one of the shops that I'm familiar with at Epcot 
and it's the, one of the larger ones. I think it's called Creations or something. Anyway, it's a re- the really big one as you enter Epcot, if you've ever been there. And it's so funny because the whole store has been like completely changed. It looks different. It feels different. Um, and the reason it is, is because they want to move it, move it, move it, you know, <laughs> I'm reframing from jumping into uh, the Disney song. But, you know, they they move things around. They keep it exciting. They have new items, even though they're the similar and same, but they're different. They had, again, a whole section with their 50th anniversary. So they had collector's tees. They had... Um, the pin trading, I, I'm, that's not my thing, but they had all like, people were just all over the place trying to get these pins. The staff, again, like I said, the staff were super excited and have you seen this and have you seen that? And they were really excited about everything. And, you know, they changed the experience up, right? They have new adventures and new experiences. So how can you do that in your shop? We have maybe your annual fall fling or whatever. What can you do that's different? Bring a band this year. I don't know what what you can do differently. They keep it fresh. They keep it feeling good. They keep the experience um, consistent, which is a key, as I mentioned earlier, right? They always have a great fall fling, but you know, they keep it fresh. They had like a new cool thing happening during the fall fling. This is for you, not for Disney. But you know what I'm saying? How can you keep it consistent and on brand and keep things good? And what product lines and what products can you bring in that your team can get excited about or you can get excited about? Again, especially seasonally, especially as we're going through the holidays here. So that's one thing. They kept keep it fresh and new and not just bringing in a new product. You know what I mean? Bringing in new products exciting and we have to do that. It's part of the regular thing, but that's what your neighbor's doing too, right? So how can you be a little bit more Disney-like and have some exciting limited edition things and things that your customers are excited about and they're like standing in line for and they're, you know, just wanting badly, whether it's a new experience in your shop, whether it's, um, you know, a new new product lines, whether it's whatever it is, how can you keep that Disney-esque thought um, of having new products? And that is a strategy, and you'll, you've probably noticed it, or maybe you've never noticed it, but now you will with Disney. You know, they they have something new all the time. There's a new adventure, there's a new thing happening. So how can you keep it fresh and new so that, you know, I come in your shop and then I want to bring my friends and I want to tell people about it. And people are just as excited as you are. So think about that fresh and new and exciting and coveted. Number two would be, um, this is a strategy that will help. And it sounds kind of maybe funny as in, uh, as in getting people to open their wallets, but empowering your employees to go above and beyond. Again, so I ran into a few issues while I was at Disney, um, just a few miscommunications and a few little glitches, but how they're handled was so amazing. And that is something that helps me have a trust factor with Disney. And I just keep opening my wallet every time I go there. But having, you know, that really good employee base, and I know that I'm not underestimating this. I know you know this already, but having really educated staff, having um, really flexible policies. Are you listening? If you've left me, come back here because you want to make sure that you have flexible policies that your people are are empowered to move around, you know, things to whatever works for your employees or for your customers. Sorry. Um, One of the things that Disney does so well and one of the philosophies they have is they call it the last um, the la- I don't know if it's the last procedures, I don't know what they call what it's did, but last is the acronym for it. And what it means, it's for their employees, they empower their 
employees with the last philosophy, I think is how they word it. Um, And one of the things is that the last stands for listen, apologize, solve, and thank. So think about that. If your employees are empowered to listen, apologize, solve, and thank their, your customers for any little thing that happens or a little glitch or whatever, how that's going to make your customers maintain that trust and with you also empowering them to go above and beyond i had a couple of really fun experiences that i I don't want to get into too too long of details here but i had a couple of really fun experiences with employees that were empowered to um sneak me (laughs) sneak me in you know for a restaurant that was completely sold out and some other things that happened but what do you think that how do you think that made me feel i'm like i'm i'm loving disney i'm going to come back and that helped sort of gate any of the negative things that did happen because I had a couple of negative things happen which I'm not sharing right I'm going to share the good I'm not sharing the bad and that's again a prime example of how we get customers to come back again and again and open up their wallet to us right and shop with us so empowering your employees to go above and beyond is really really an important key um, and in many ways, I want you to really make sure that your staff are really educated and really on brand with your culture and everything that's going on. So number three, um, as we move through this list, number three is Disney. I don't know how to price. I don't know how to talk about this it's about pricing. And I originally had the little title on this as Disney prices high. But what I mean by this is they price for value. They use value price value-based pricing, um, which means they really, they really rely on you feeling like you're getting an amazing value for what you're buying. You're at Disney, you're getting all the things. It's a perceived value, right? So how do we get our customers on board um, with pricing at a higher price point? like, or at the highest price point that we can. And value comes from your expertise. So if they're going to choose you versus choosing the person down the street, and maybe you're a little more expensive, um, that's okay. It could be selling the same paint brand or the same candles or whatever. If your employees, again, back to the employees, if your people are educated on them, if they're displayed beautifully, if they are packaged well, if they are, you know, there's so many things that we can help make perceived value that's better for your clients if they service you know if they feel good about buying it at your store um, you know if it's packaged again uh, you know how you merchandise or not merchandise but how you sell it at the end of you know how everything's presented at the end of the day this will definitely help with your profit margins of course and that's why Disney sell tiny little plastic pens that you know I saw these little glow-in-the-dark pens and you know they were like 20 20 no they're 14.99 for the for the pens and I was like it's 14.99 for a pen who's buying these and they were like flying off the shelf but they were cute they were merchandised well they were unique you know back to that uh fresh and unique kind of thing they were timely so the perceived value was there and people were just forking over 14 dollars for a little pen so and they were like you know mickey mouse shaped ears they weren't just like a little pen but um it you know whatever it is you know that same pen at your competitor's store could be a dollar 99 right but your perceived value needs to be you need to you need to make sure that they have that perceived value um, because that is how you're going to stay in business and how you're going to get them to open up your wallet so there you go so you're they uh pricing on based on 
value. So think about the value you're offering to your customers and the services that you're offering. Don't be, you know, don't be the discount store. And think about the difference between a flea market and Tiffany's, right? So you're never going to sell a Tiffany bracelet. I don't even know. I don't, I'm trying to think of a piece of jewelry. You're never going to sell a piece of Tiffany jewelry at a flea market, um, at you know, at flea market prices maybe, but not at a Tiffany price and the and vice versa. You don't want to be selling um, flea market items at a Tiffany store. So you have to find your value and you have to stand in the value of where you are. So giving amazing service and value and again, having it fresh and new and coveted and keeping your customers happy and smiling, they will pay more for that. Um, and that's proven. That's Disney's doing it every day, right? So number four, as we move through the list here, is um, product mix. So Disney have a lot of revenue streams. And we know that. They have more than the parks. They have movies and all the things, right? But when it comes to just the products in the stores and your products in your stores, it's really important to know your customer but it's also really important to have a great product mix. So you want to make sure that you have the classics, the things that your customers are expecting to come in and get. You need to have a Mickey Mouse t-shirt if you're Disney, right? You need to have also the things that are trending and new. And again, the 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 limited edition things and all of that inside my inner circle, um, the retailer's inner circle, those of you that are listening and that might be members, or if you're not a member and you want to be, we have an entire module, entire masterclass um, on product mix in your inventory. And we break it down on the types of products and how to figure out your own product mix and matrix. We call it a matrix um, of what would work in your shop. But truthfully, having a really healthy product mix is key and Disney does that so well right like they have high-end products they have the wow pieces there were some really high-end purses in there and I saw them a plenty and they also had the products you know a lower-end product a lower-end purse even in the purses in the in the bag department that were still high value and still coveted but just a different price point so you have the different product mix again you want to have your classics things that people expect you to have that you know you always have to have the disney ears is that what they're called you know the ears everybody wears ears now it's so funny like everybody it was so cute um the disney you know you want to have disney ears it would not make sense for disney to all of a sudden say oh we're gonna just not do ears any ears anymore i don't am i even saying that right do you know what i mean that little headband that with the with the mickey and Minnie ears but it wouldn't make sense for them not to have their classic so what are your must-have things in your shop that you have to have that have to be there every time I come in I need to know that I can get my consumable goods that if I'm if you're selling that type of thing and what are the trends you want to bring in the things that are cool and trendy and fun and you know you also want to make sure that you have um, you know again the higher end higher end product mix so again inside the inner circle those of you uh, listening that are members jump over to the inventory masterclass and scroll down you'll see there's a whole session on product mix and it's a really good session um, if I do say so myself so that brings us to number five okay number five marketing marketing your stories so let's talk about how Disney does that so it sounds like a funny thing but understanding that stories about your products about your services about the things that you're doing sells so it 
people get wrapped up in the stories. So Disney does that very well, obviously, right? They tell stories for a living and people just want to be part of that, right? They get tied up and caught up in all of the things that just make them part of the Disney stories, but also the Disney brand, right? It's not just the different movies and themes and all of that, but it's all the Disney brand. So be more than just a shop where people go, be someplace that people want to be part of and they want to get excited about. Again, kind of goes back to our very first part where we said, keep it fresh and new and exciting and, you know, create that brand awareness. Um, Your brand, and again, your brand needs to have a feel to it, right? It needs to, I mean, you do, I'm sure you have a, a feel. And what does that feel like? And how can we tell stories around that? So people are saying to me, I can hear you now, like, well, what can I tell stories about? But think about, you want to be more than the place up the street. I keep saying, you know, how do we compete with our neighbors? How do we compete with the big box? How do we compete with, you know, the competitors down the road? Whether you're selling vintage or candles or paint or books or antiques or home decor or clothing, everything has a story, right? How your, how your team uh, speak about your brand, how, you know, how, um, how you, how you're set apart from your competitors. So for example, um, I would say, you know, you have maybe local artisans in your shop, or you make candles, maybe you have a brand of candles, or your bookshop in your bookstore, what is the theme? And what is the culture? What is the vibe that you want to present? And be, you know, be, make your customers part of that story. If it's a quiet, beautiful shop or if it's energetic or, you know, how can we use that to tell stories about the products and the people about, talk about your customers. That's a great way to tell stories. I mean, we talk about that here all the time. Share if you're doing workshops or, you know, if you have a ceramic studio, talk about, you know, the last class and all the energy. Um, you know, uh, one of my favorite stories is one of, one of my clients has a ceramic studio and they do uh, ceramics with goats. I know it's so weird, but it's fun, but that's the energy and the vibe that they have. So they talk about the goats and they talk about the customers that came or, um, I know that's really far out there, but maybe you have a vintage shop and talk about or share the stories of where you're going to buy and how you're, you know, how, how this piece came to be in your shop. Maybe you sell, you know, a paint line or a creative line. Talk about the founder of that paint line. Talk about the new colors that are coming in. These are stories that you can tell to get your customers aligned with your brand and get them excited about it. That's all social media is really. Posting pictures of your product is not really going to work and just letting customers want walk in and wander. Let's weave that story throughout your shop, weave it out through your merchandising, weave it out in your signage, weave it out, talk about it, put vintage stories on your tags. Like where can you talk about the product? Where can you talk about your customers? Where can you talk about your brand and the culture? This makes people know, like, and trust you. It's part of our nurture strategy. If you're following along with our, with our marketing strategies and how, how I teach marketing and feel good marketing, this makes people pull out their wallet, the stories behind the feeling that they have, um, knowing, you know, knowing that other customers love this, you know, or their other customers love coming to 
paint with goats. I'm saying paint with goats, but they do ceramic classes and different things like that. But just sharing um, the joy and the, again, your culture, your business culture. And I know that sounds simple, but if you're a destination shop, what makes you a destination shop? Share the stories around the other buildings around or the other things that are happening in the events. Um, share information about the product lines. Again, the history behind the product lines you sell, why you sell it. What do you, you know, what are the values behind though that brand and the and your reason um nostalgia sells that's what disney sells really well right they sell nostalgia and the feel-good thing if you can sell nostalgia you got her made um share you know share all of those stories and you do that in your marketing you like social media marketing you do that in your print or your video whatever you're doing for marketing remember marketing is not just social media my friends but all of these things weaved together help tell stories and again stories are easy to tell if you when you start really paying attention so with the story side of it let me just double dog dare you to pick you know 10 products in your shop and think of how you can weave a story around that and maybe that just becomes practice in your client your your team um i was going to say your cast members because that's what disney has have they call their team and their employees cast members but maybe you just come up with you know 10 things that you can talk about inside your store, 10 things to make people feel good, how the candles are made. And, you know, talk about the authors of the books that you sell. And, you know, did you know that this author has, you know, three other books? And, you know, did you know he lives in Australia, but really he writes about New Zealand or, you know, those kind of things, you know, just kind of stories become, you know them, you know them, you know the stories about your products and you know the stories about your shop, share the story of how your name of your shop came up stories sell and Disney do that really well and you can do it too. So I hope you found a lot of this helpful. Again, my goal was to try to not, we all know Disney does things, you know, customer service, but this is the strategy, some of the strategy on how they get it so that people will be pulling out that wallet and and, and buying, you know. Um, another a bonus tip, something that Disney does really well and I didn't, I didn't even mark this in my notes, but something that Disney does really well, and I mentioned it earlier, that Disney make it easy. And we, again, have shared this in marketing strategy and tips before here on the podcast, and we talk about it a lot inside my retailer's inner circle. But Disney make it frictionless and easy. Those old, those bands, if you've been to Disney World, you've got a magic band, I think they call it, or your room card, and you can charge anything. You can charge your your water from the water cooler. You can put everything on your room and your magic band. It's easy. It's easy, Mrs. Batten. You don't have to do anything. You just have to flash your arm by me. So are you making it easy for your clients? Make it super simple for them to pay you. And that actually goes to your refund policies. Uh, this is a conversation we'll have over and over again, but right now you need to be really flexible. And again, that goes back to empowering your employees and trusting your customers, but that's a whole other episode. But so keeping it easy. Um, so to recap that, you know, we want to make sure that we are delivering amazing customer service that we can take that from Disney. We know that they are consistent. People can say the words. They're always, you know, they're always fresh and new. They always have something fun. They always make us feel good when we come in. So fill in your always. How do you want to be consistent? And of course, we have all our, um, we have master classes inside the inner circle, but there's also a whole uh, list of podcast episodes available. And we'll have those in the show notes that will help you with some of that consistency in the customer experience part of it. 
But the strategy to how to get people to buy more and to pay more and to increase your average order value, the first one was keep it fresh and new and exciting. Make people like just clamor and wanting to come in. Number two was empower your employees to go above and beyond. Remember the acronym LAST. Make sure your employees are listening, apologizing, solving, and thanking your customers. That alone is going to set you apart from everybody else uh, in you know in your area in the big boxes for sure number three disney uses value pricing so we want to make sure that we're pricing our service and our products at a level that customers will have will have greater perceived value right that's your value through your expertise and your displays and service and making them feel good we just want them to feel really good think disney how can we just get them to feel so good that they you know they they just they value everything that you're selling in your shop number four your product mix we want to make sure that your product mix has the classics and the trends and again we have an inner circle full master class if you're listening from a from a member as a member of the inner circle um definitely go check that out it's a really good refresher even if you've watched it before. I highly recommend it. We want to make sure we have a mix of higher and lower and different price points um, in our product mix. And nobody does that as well as Disney. They're so good at that. And our last but not least, telling stories about our product and our brand and making people just, you know, want to be part of our story, right? Wanting to be part of our business and our brand and just come along with us, right? And and feel good. Again, think of all those things that Disney do so well and let's implement them into our shop. And let's get people to, oh, and our bonus tip was keep it frictionless, right? Make it easy for them to buy from you. And there's so many ways and we can talk about that, my friends, but keep it easy to buy from you. And We've been talking about that since COVID hit. So hopefully that you're already doing, but, um, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's it for my Disney. (laughs) I apologize again for the kind of scratchy voice here today. I promise it is me. If you found anything valuable today from our uh, podcast, if you found one thing, just one takeaway you could share with, share some information, share a tip, share a strategy, share a takeaway with just one fellow retailer. I'd be so grateful. You know, share it with them verbally, share the podcast with them. We are trying to grow the podcast. Uh, it takes a lot of um, a lot of time, a lot of energy, uh, even when I'm sick, to come on and, you know, just do the podcast. And I do it. I'm, I'm as many of you know, I love uh, serving independent retail owners for sure, and I'm not going to stop, but we do want to grow the podcast. We want to spread the word. You all know more than I, you know, as much as I do that algorithms matter. So if there's one thing you can share with a fellow shop owner, I'd be so grateful or take a screenshot and share on your Instagram. Be so good. Tag me at Wendy Batten Biz. I'd be very grateful for that. So my friends, thank you for listening uh, to my scratchy voice here today. And I want to remind you that the lessons from Disney, you know, you can implement as, as much or as little of this as you want, but keeping in mind how you want people to feel when they're shopping in your shop and how you can just be a little bit better and Disney, more Disney-like and how we can get them to pull their pocketbook out and uh, just shop a little bit more and choose you every time and want to be part 
of your story. So thank you for listening. Um, you can check out wendybatten.com for any more, any more of my uh, programs and services. Of course, we have the retail inner circle. We have the mastermind opening up uh, and some fun masterclasses coming up, some, uh, some different masterclasses coming up. Very excited to share with you. So thank you, my friends. I will see you next week. We have a great guest coming on. I have a wonderful retailer to share with you next week. Michelle is going to share her story, and I'm so excited for you to hear it. One of my clients, and you're just going to love it. So don't miss next week. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week, and I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week.